Welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm J.D. Wilson, and I am your host. And today on the show, we've got Todd Mayno and Mo Ottinger. We're continuing our Dad's Talk About series, and today talking about fears. Um, just a light topic for your listening today. Um, it, this is a topic that um, obviously um, invades not just dads, but all of us, all, all of humanity in some way, shape, or form is shaped and, and molded by our, our fears to some extent. And so we want to talk about some of the unique fears that dads might face, but as well as just um, how when when each of us kind of began unpacking those fears and seeing those fears present in our lives, how, how was the process of unpacking that? What what was this the process of beginning to um, dismantle those fears and to understand them better and to see how they're shaping us and to figure out what might be um, off in our perceptions based on uh, where those fears were. And so uh, Todd Mayno, who's a facilitator for Culture the Connection um, in Arkansas, he joined us to talk with us uh, today, as well as Mo Oninger, Executive Director of Empower to Connect. So um, Todd and Mo talk a, a bunch about this, um, both parenting uh, young adults. And so there's a unique perspective there um, in Mo's situation, parenting young adults, and also um, parenting elementary age kids too. And so just a really unique perspective and um, I'm really grateful for both of them joining us today. So without any further ado, here they are now, Todd Mayno and Mo Ottinger. Well, all right, as promised, we're here with Todd Mayno and Mo Ottinger. We're talking about uh, today, fear. And particularly from a dad's perspective, but um, as I said with the last dad's episode, um, just because there's dads talking on the screen does not mean this is not also applicable to um, any parent who's here. So if you're a mom, an uncle, a grandparent, uh, an aunt, sister, whatever, stick around too. There's something that everybody can glean from this. And so um, but we're going to talk with Todd about um, just parenting fears and, and what are some of the things that we have worked through ourselves? What are some of the things that we see often and um, and wanted to get Todd's perspective as uh, you'll hear in a second, they're doing tons of stuff uh, where they are in their community. And so uh, Todd, if you will, just kind of before we get started, will you just kind of introduce yourself and um, and how you guys got connected to ETC? Yeah, my name is Todd Mayno, and I am in Arkansas, and I, I currently serve as a kids pastor at a local church. Um, my wife is a counselor, and her boss, she's with uh, Living Well Counseling in Arkansas, and her boss came to her about going to the ETC training and wondered if we would want to do that together. She brought it to me, and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic, and we started, we did our training in the spring and summer of this this current year and finished yeah. it up and I've loved it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so when you guys, let's, let's start kind of by framing this conversation. You know, when we think about fear, it's a wide ranging topic, obviously. And, um, one of the elements of this is that, um, and we, we know that fear, um, particularly in kids who've experienced trauma can, can, run rampant and can guide a lot of decision-making and a lot of thought processes and all of that. So it's imperative for parents to understand this. Um, but as we say so often, basically every every time we talk about parenting, unfortunately, uh, it starts looking inward, right? So it, it, it means that we, before we can walk our kids through facing their fears, um, we've got to face our own. And so, uh, so I wonder if when we bring this conversation up, if there's any kind of initial thoughts you have of, of, you know, when you began kind of looking inward and your parenting journey, you know, or even working 
on your own self? Like, what was it for you that um, you had to work through there? Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I was thinking about um, when we were thinking on the topic, I was thinking about this, this very point. I was terrified to even have children to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point that for several years, I, I had convinced myself I didn't even want children. Um, and, and that was, that really was rooted in some of it was selfishness just because I'm enjoyed, you know, <laughs> whatever life I was living. But part of it was because I was nervous about being a good dad. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that really terrified me. I didn't have a good example personally in my own, you know, biological father. And so I was extremely fearful of being a good dad or being able to be a good dad rather. And even on another level, being a good dad to a, say a son, uh, over a daughter, I thought, okay, so someday if I do have children, I really want a daughter over a son, you know, all these things went through my mind. And that was just, it was all of it was rooted in fear. Man. Uh, so finish the story. So play that, play that out. So you're in that spot and then from there to then kids be in your life. So eventually, eventually, and, and, this is how it happened. It was a conviction in my heart. The Lord convicted me about, about children. And, and I'm, I'm careful when I share this story because I have friends who've dealt with fertility uh, issues and, and struggled with that and, and really difficult times trying to have a child. But for me and in, in, in my particular story, um, the Lord pressed deeply on my heart and I said, okay, I just surrendered. And at that, I mean, that month, um, we conceived. And um, I think often about what is so important that I needed to be, I needed my heart to break and I needed to be in a place of submission to concede to having, having children. Right. And, and from there, that fear, that fear began to stifle because I realized, okay, these are just, these were just made up thoughts in my mind that were, that were tearing me apart. Um, so then, you know, I shifted from that to, okay, I want to do it right. You know, um, and then you're then you're fearful of making sure you do everything exactly like you're supposed to do. And how can I be a good parent? And what is that going to look like? And what if this and what if that? And, um, you know, what what happens someday when my children start to ask me, did I do this when I was a teenager or whatever? Right. Um, All of those (laughs) things kind of swell up doing it, doing the job right. And, you know, really stewarding my family well. Um, Yeah. It's a big concern, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Mo, obviously you're, you are a, a more veteran parent than I, um, have older kids than I do. And so, um, you've been at this for a long, long time. That's what I'm saying. And the old man, <laughs> young and yes, young and JD. Um, what, you know, what for you, do you remember the, some of those earliest kind of moments for you of, of, of fear in parenting or, or were there certain things that stuck out more than others as you began that journey? Man, I think so much of um, the fear I see, I saw in myself that I see in others is kind of this controlling, uh, controlling the outcome or controlling the the result control, you know, this, this belief that we have complete control over all the things. And and there is this fear of, okay, when my kiddo is 18, when my, what was this, you know, there's, yeah, I see it so often with, with families and, and, and me, you know, 
I, I'll say myself is included in this is just so often when we begin the parenting journey, it's this, um, oh no, my child is doing this. And so we can't be fully present with them. We're, we're projecting, well, you yeah. know, if they get mad now when I tell them no, well, when they're working a job and their boss tells them something, they're going to get fired. And so instead of looking at my three-year-old in the wow. middle of Target and not projecting, oh, my 23-year-old, you know, working a job. And so right. I think oftentimes fear for myself and I see with dads is not not being able to really just take a deep breath and be in that fully present place with the child that we're we're in the future right we're we're going to places that no that kid pitching a fit right now is doesn't make them a bad out of control teenager or you know yeah. on and yeah yeah well i made faces when you said that because that hit super close to home and i i, I think for me one of the things that i wish i would have realized earlier but that um controlled a ton of my um, early parenting moments was just uh, kind of two things that that folded up into the same emotion, which was one, I wanted everyone to think I was a good parent. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I didn't want to be uh, looked at as a bad parent. To me, that was being a failure. And what I was assigning as parenting success is wasn't just obedience, but it was it was uh, obedience with a happy heart, like. Our kids joyfully obey, obeying me. Like early on, we were, I was, I was, you know, able to get some of the desired results, but it was, it was having to come through so much stress and, and wringing of hands and, you know, using power and all of that. And like, it was not, there's no peace in that. There was no, there was no joy in that. And for any of us that were involved. Right. And so I think, um, realizing that when like the proverbial meltdown and target came, like I was, equally as terrified of, of one day a kid getting fired from a job for having a meltdown like that at their job as I was that somebody on the other aisle over was going to look over and be like, I knew that guy was a fraud. Right. Which right. was immediately went, you know, where I would go in all those moments. And I can say it now and in a sober minded moment when I'm not dealing with it, it's like, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and I never think that of other parents when I see it happening, but, uh, it would be a very real like sense of panic inside me when it would happen then. And so that was, I, yeah. So <laughs> we moved past that. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine now. Like that was, that was the old me. <laughs> like, um, right, right. No, I, yeah. I, think, and I don't know that that always goes away though. Right. Yeah. I mean, you want to move past it, but um, you know what you said about wanting other people to think you're a good parent. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't know that that ever goes away. Um, right. and right. you know, and, and I'm, I told you I'm a kid's pastor, right? So I've, I've been in the, I've been in the light of ministry specifically in a professional sense for all of my career. And, you know, there's this added level of the, you know, like the, the, the pastor's kids or the minister's kids, you know, and they're, they're looked at through a different lens often. And right. so then that pressure, you know, weighs heavily on you. And I'm, I'm fighting against the fear of, making sure they represent well, which is really just my pride when I really need to deal with how to, how to, how to parent them where they are and, and who they are and who we are as a family and in our context and all of those things. 
But man, yeah. that stuff always has to be stamped down, I think, and, yeah. and, you know, because it feels like embarrassment. You know, if people really knew how I felt about my own parenting. Um, totally. I'd, I'd be embarrassed by that, right? Or whatever. Totally. totally. Well, and I was being sarcastic. Like that, for me, it never yeah. goes away. It is always something that has to be kept in check because, you know, that, that regardless of how well I might be able to management, uh, manage it now or remind myself of the truth in the moment, like there is still mm -hmm. that kind of cringing that I have to fight off. And, and the, I would say the, the beautiful thing in that is that, you know, as I've, as I've been able to learn why we need to do that, like the power of being present with kids in those moments, like it, it has helped to like, has helped me to be more um, vigilant about stamping those things down as I've, as time has gone, you know, um, Todd, I wonder, you know, yeah, you I mean, well, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I mean, like, I mean, it's responding thoughtfully too, right? I mean, like that's the opportunity right. to respond thoughtfully in the moment um, when those things surface and rise to the top and you start to think um, less soberly as you, as you mentioned, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. What were you going to ask? No, I was going to say, you know, when, when we start this conversation in a parenting context, like uh, within community, you know, we, uh, Mo has shared before about kind of some of the things that that have come up a lot when they've taught the parenting class, like the ETC parenting class um, or Cultivate Connection. There, there tends to be a lot of the same questions that come up. I wonder if in that, along that same vein, are there some, you know, as you guys work with parents in the community and in your church, all that, are there some of the same fears that you feel like um, comes to the surface a lot within the parents you guys are working with? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I I imagine it's a common fear of all parents to get it right. Right. Like I want to yeah. maybe even the worst parent worst by my standard, right? Like, you know, whatever that standard is, right. even whatever we might call the worst parent deep down inside, there's this fear of getting it right. Um, I would imagine um, some don't express that and some express it better than others. But uh, I think there's this, uh, we see in my context, we see fears of passing on traits and behaviors. Um, you know, whether it's maybe it's a maybe it's a history of addiction or, you know, a family, you know, a family battle that's gone on and that that passes on. I think fear of that happening rises up. Um, I think, too, in my context, um, there are a lot of there, there are parents that I've seen, at least in, in my experiences that are, you know, one of their fears, whether it's we might see the superficial um, or not, their fear of the befriending for lack of a better term of, of their child, right? Like they're a little more concerned about um, the impact of how their child perceives their friendship versus the, the impact of the responsibility of parenting. And I think that fear sometimes trumps sometimes responsibility. And, and then there's just like real fears of like my child's getting sick or my child, you know, has got behavioral choices that I don't understand and I don't know how to deal with that. How do I work through that? So those, those things rise up and we have a pretty, pretty large foster um, community in our, in our area. And so my wife and I are, are doing a, we're actually doing a, an, uh, uh, power to connect course right now. And several of those parents have fosters in their home. Um, so that's a that's a, a pretty significant population of our particular context. So, you know, yeah. they're dealing with fears on getting that right from an angle that they have no yeah. maybe no experience in yet and they're learning yeah. as they go. Yeah. But, yeah. Mo, you know, for you guys, I think when we're thinking about specifically, so Todd's sharing about having a class where there's, you know, parents of kids in foster care who are 
in their home and do. And that's been obviously part of y'all's context in, in our community here is, is shepherding families in that situation for a long time. Um, what do you feel like, you know, there's the intersection sometimes where a parent's fear and a child's fear um, clash, right? And a lot of times is where conflict will come from. And um, any any advice for those situations as parents begin to, to maybe even become aware of this, how can they begin identifying kind of where, where those fears are and, and how to disarm them? Yeah. I mean, we would say at the core of our work, you know, one of the core tenets is felt safety. And I think um, when you think about your home, when you think about a relationship with the child, um, it is the emotional safety a child needs as well as the physical safety that that child needs. And and we and I don't just say safety, I say felt safety. And so, you know, they can be in a home that has got a security system and doors locked and they still do not feel safe. And so yeah. we talk about connection of the at the core of relationship and our desire for connection and our hardwiring for connection, realizing that trust and felt safety is at the core of of building that connection. Building that connection. Yeah. And so, um, you know, to have kiddos that have experienced adverse childhood experiences, have experienced early loss or trauma, um, even our own stories, um, and allowing, uh, you know, like I shared earlier, our own fears, our fears of being a good dad, our fears of, hey, how this, how my kiddo could turn out years from like, yeah felt safety is is happening when we can be fully present when we can meet emotional needs which means we've got to under you know be attuned to those emotions and um, being able to be fully present for our kiddo and so you know i think um yeah at, at the core is trust and felt safety and yeah. how do we provide a home? How do we provide a relationship with our child that we can meet them in the midst of that and provide that? Yeah. Todd, for you guys, you know, you talked about, you kind of pause your story when you first became a parent, right? And so you're, you're beginning to have these fears and you're beginning to sort of, you know, quell those as you, as you go, were there new fears that popped up as your parenting journey continued? I mean, how, how did that go and how how did you begin kind of doing that work internally to process where you were? Yeah, um, I, a lot of my, so a lot of my internal work came with um, recognizing a contrast between the influence of my, my own father and my grandfather. And my grandfather, he had all of the attributes and characteristics that, that I needed to, to, you know, have that modeled. So navigating that personally was, was extremely helpful to me. Right. Cause it, it, yeah. it's just, you know, putting away the fear and realizing, okay, you know, the, I, you know, the contrast of fear, um, you know, I, I kind of not to sound super spiritual, but I mean, I, you know, I think that like repentance, right. You're repenting from that fear. And so you're turning from that fear, which is often manifested in something bigger and I'm talking on an adult yeah. level, right? Something sure. bigger than it maybe is necessarily is. And the contrast of that is confidence, right? So 
Um, or for me, it's confidence. It's like, well, all right, well, wait a minute. I can be confident here and I can, I can build on this confidence in this place. And it's, I mean, it's not too unlike scaffolding really that we use with kids, you know, we teach parents to do that with kids and building one skill upon another and doing that internally. It's like, okay, well, you know, how can I micro goal this thing out and develop better confidence for myself and my own parenting? Um, so I think over the course, um, and I, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't say this in the introduction, but you know, we're, we're a blended family. And, um, so I have five biologicals. Heather has two biologicals. So we have seven total that we, um, have under our care. And we've had one foster, we fostered one child, uh, also a year in, um, before he was adopted out. And, uh, that was, that was a beautiful time, but all of those things come together. Right. So that's a whole new, um, new direction of fears. Um, probably right for me right now. Um, let me back up navigating the broken pieces, Mm. um, required a different kind of care than, than previously. So at that point, that point, at that point, fear is tied very, very closely to guilt. And, you know, operating out of guilt and that, that actually breeding more fear for their future and their brokenness and the difficulties and the challenges and what does co-parenting look like? And, yeah. you know, how do we do all this together? You know, those are a whole new, that's a whole new brand of fear for me anyway, in my context. And so, you know, I spent some time in counseling, for example. Um, mm-hmm. I spent some, I spent a lot of time pressing into the word and, you know, really looking at what it means to abide in Christ um, right. and, and attachment that, you know, for me, attachment theory fits nicely with my faith. Um, yeah. uh, it just dovetails beautifully and hanging on to that helped me navigate just the personal work of my own fears. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that may have been more than you were asking for, but. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, that was great. That was great. Um, it, as we, as we start kind of wrapping up, I want to think about some practical tools we could give or practical, practical advice tips we could give to, to parents who are, um, you know, early on in this journey. So as, as people are starting off, um, do either of y'all have, uh, kind of, you know, last kind of last words of advice, um, for how to begin, uh, walking through your fears as opposed to running away from them or walking away from them, um, in your parenting journey. Todd, why don't we start with you? (laughs) Okay. I, um, I, you know, I was, I was thinking about this. I kind of jotted down some thoughts as we were talking, but, um, I think, I mentioned the micro goaling thing. I think that's a big deal. Um, I think not letting your pride impede your progress is also a big deal. And for me personally, I found a tremendous value and freedom in um, some transparent vulnerability with, with others. Uh, It's amazing. It's amazing how freeing that has been to realize uh, it, it's, it's this exposure of reality that suddenly you can't ask me anything that, that I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that place. I have, I have a group of guys I meet with on a regular basis and, um, it's nice to be in that spot because I'm also not afraid to ask them questions. And often those are tough questions. Nice. Um, so I, I've gained a lot from the, I think being vulnerable with somebody that you can trust, right? Now there's risk in that because you could be hurt. Um, yeah. I think that's okay. Um, yeah. I think um, probably, I mean, you know, certainly, certainly the, the micro goals, but I, 
one of the other tools that I personally use is what, you know, it's a worst case scenario tool. Um, it's like if I figure out what's the worst possible thing that could happen if my child chooses to um, what, pick something, you know, get drunk, what's the worst thing that could happen and work backwards from there. Um, you know, how do I want to navigate that and try to anticipate, you know, these maybe choices down the road that might give me fear um, as my children launch into young adulthood, which right now is my biggest, my biggest fear to embrace because that's sure. that's new ground for me. And I've got yeah. a couple in college and one in med school and one who's just recently married and, you know, trying to parent them on an, a, a young adult level is is its own set of challenges, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a hundred thousand percent. Mo, any anything from you as you well, as we wrap up? I mean, I, you know, I, I want to say this: like when we think about fear, oftentimes we think of like you know, I've shared just the negative side, like oh my word, I'm mm. I'm being fully present. But there's also the gift of fear, right? Like I I mm. want my children to have uh, a fear of the cars in the street going 70 miles an hour they need to mm -hmm. know that yeah with fear there comes wisdom <laughs> i should not just run out into the street right and so like I, I don't know i just there's a part of me that says for for dads or parents like you know some of these fears that you're feeling about your kiddos or and parenting like realize that there there can be some wisdom in that right like man, you get to know your children, you get to know, you know, Todd talked about his seven, I've got six, you've got four, like each child is unique and different. And there are things that you may fear for that child, or you may what, whatever it is, but that could that could also bring wisdom of like how I can best approach them, how I can best interact with them. Um, I also think fear, like with that also can push us toward collaboration it can push us toward dependence like there's there's some good things right and so i don't i also don't want to end by just you shouldn't have fear there there's a there's a gift of fear um uh i just you know i you know i'll say it i'll say it every every episode that i'm on we just we just can't be so fearful of what the future holds that we cannot be fully present with our children in the present and <clears throat> and and gain gain the wisdom, seek out, as Todd said, other men, women, you know, for women, they're, they're groups, they're people that can lock arms with them and, and help them on this parenting journey. And, yeah. um, and yeah, you're not in it alone. Awesome. Uh, I don't have anything to add to that at all. That that is exactly it. Um, Todd, Mo, thank you guys so much for joining us today and, and for, and for sharing. Absolutely. Thanks, JD. Well, again, a huge thank you to Todd uh, for joining us today and for Mo uh, and just what they shared. And I, uh, Todd and I both just actually reflected after the, the show that we'll be talking about Mo's um, kind of closing thought on uh, kind of uh, healthy fear versus toxic fear um, and, and when when each can be each, right? Like when, when does fear become toxic? When does it uh, helpful? And so 
uh, I will be thinking about that a lot more in the coming days. Um, that's it for us today. As I reminded you in the last episode, all of our episodes now can be found on YouTube. So if you're a YouTube person, a YouTube consumer, um, please make sure you're subscribed to our channel. Uh, but all of our episodes are there. Um, almost all of them are there now persistently in video. And so uh, both our carpool Q&A shows that air on Fridays, as well as the Empower to Connect podcast that airs on Tuesdays, um, can be found on YouTube, all the episodes. If you are still a uh, podcast in the car person or podcast as you walk person, whatever, um, you can still find us as always on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you find um, your favorite podcasts. And so uh, if you have not leave, leave us, <laughs> do not leave this. If you haven't left us <laughs> review yet uh, on Apple Podcasts, that would be super helpful to rate and review the podcast there. That just helps uh, Apple know um, that our podcast is helpful. And then they can put us in different charts within the parenting podcast world uh, for other people who are looking for our content to be able to find us. And so that'd be really helpful if you haven't done that yet. Uh, for everybody here at Empower to Connect, for Mo Ottinger, for Tom Mano, for Kyle Wright, who edits and engineers all of our audio, for Tad Jewett, the creator of the music behind the Empower to Connect podcast, I'm J.D. Wilson, and we'll see you next week on the Empower to Connect podcast. Bye.